Concerning the part of growing group of digital detectives who use online clues to live out the parables that Jesus tells, she understands perfectly the spirit of Jesus' parable. Now, we all know these lost and found parables pretty well. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus is gathering a crowd of tax collectors and sinners around him. And when the Pharisees and scribes see this, they begin to grumble, saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. First off, that's just rude, right? And any parent of a teenager should understand Jesus' response here. When you grumble out loud for everyone to hear, then somebody should tell you to check your attitude. And that's the main thing Jesus is dealing with in his lost and found stories. He's teaching the Pharisees and scribes how not to be grumpy old men. Right? <laughs> A while ago, my older brother Wally told me, I used to call Gramps Grumps. <laughs> now, I hadn't realized that my brother nicknamed our grandfather. But it made sense because Gramps was pretty strict and grumpy. He just had to have everything so, and it rarely seemed like he was happy. Then my brother continues explaining, he used to call Gramps Grumps, but I'm Gramps. As though he understood himself and grandfather all at once, right? Instantly I responded, you have a choice, Wally. You don't have to be Grumps. Without missing Wally said, I know, but I am. <laughs> now the reality is, it doesn't take much these days to get here, right? It's easy to be social, skeptical, grumpy in our world. It's even easy to feel this way in the church at times, especially living through a pandemic, which at first seemed like a chance to realign priorities. Instead, as it, as it kept going and going, it created more isolation, created frustration, and even division. It seems like most of our work have required our jobs, have required complete shifts and changes. And I would imagine most folks here who are working are just plain exhausted. Amazon reviews intentionally encourage us to be critical about items. Social media encourages commenting and sharing opinions. While some share encouraging and uplifted uh, notes, others share critical, cynical, skeptical messages. And even psychologists recognize that social media isn't healthy for our young youth and uh, adults. In the church, it feels like there's been a shift as well. Now, some folks say they've attended worship more than the pre-pandemic, just not in person. Some folks have said, I can, I can go to church every week, even when I'm out of town. And so they do. Some others just can't have one more thing to their busy schedule. Overall, it feels different for folks who are attending in worship. So our regular worship feels a bit more isolated, feels changed. 
This is our post-pandemic reality. All in all, it's easy to feel discouraged these days. The truth is, the pandemic is a seismic shift in our world and our lives. This is a generational shift. And decades later, we will discover all the effects. Now, we desperately need someone to help shake us up, to help us from being so serious, so rude, so grumpy at times. Jesus does this by sharing parables that have a bunch of twists and turns in it. Shares a parable about a shepherd who leads 99 sheep in search of the one lost sheep. Shares that God is like a shepherd who values each sheep and flock. And then he shares a parable about a woman who tears her house apart in search of a lost coin. This compares God to a woman who accounts for every silver coin in the purse. When one goes missing, God goes into search mode. God's nature is love. And love looks like one who goes out tirelessly searching because the one who is lost is so lost that she cannot find her way back home. That might sound like it. Might not sound like it, but these stories are shocking and surprising. No shepherd would normally abandon the 99 to search for the one. Jesus compares in this parable God to a woman. First off, this is the first and only time Jesus does it. It's scandalous. You're certainly shocked the Pharisees and scribes. And one scholar says the wise teacher even attempted to change people's mind about God. He used an image of God as masculine for shepherd and as feminine for women sweeping the house. By using two different parables, he made sure no one was left out. Not even a feminine God. And the final twist is Jesus implies that the religious insiders are sinners. Just as Psalm 14 reminds us, all are sinners. They too are part of the lost and in need of repentance and need their minds changed. God rejoices when the religious insiders of all of us change their minds about who is in and who is out. These parables are about being found. And for the religious insiders, they are stories about learning do one thing, to rejoice. The parables of the lost sheep and lost coin both end by calling together friends and neighbors to join in celebration. The kids get it. The birthdays are always fun when you're a kid, and you can hear it here, the excitement that the kids have. Your family plans a big celebration, you eat cake and ice cream, you open your gifts. Then as you get older, birthdays become less and less of a deal. Except I one when you have kids. Maybe when you have grandkids as well. Our kids want us growing up to make a big production like we do for them on their birthday. So we plan a big dinner, we invite friends, we get out decorations, and this helps us make it fun. And the more we celebrate, the more we rejoice, the less grumpy we feel around our birthdays. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> Is that not guaranteed? 
Similarly, every time the loss is found, there's a big celebration. So what these lost and found parables are telling religious insiders is we need to be less broken, and instead we need to find ways to rejoice and celebrate. We need more parties and celebrations. And that's one of the things I like about worshiping here in the park. We get out of our regular place. We get into a place that has a giant disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> And things are just lighter and easier. Take off the tie, take off the road, and eat, enjoy, and celebrate. Now, it doesn't mean that the, that the reality of work, our lives are way better all the time. Things won't ever be perfect. We still have problems. Grunts in our lives won't go away. I'm not trying to ignore these things. Those things are real. But life is this. When we know the truth about God, when we know that we're all accepted, that we're all loved, that we're all connected, that God searches for us and loves us no matter what. And when that happens, there's this giant celebration. I have to admit, I was a bit surprised when I heard the deacons were going to cater the meal for my buddy's barbecue. Wondered how much it was going to cost. Right? Think about this. I wondered how do we make this decision? But after someone told me that they had it in the budget, some would be offset by donations. All those things that they said more importantly, we need something to celebrate. This was before I read the scripture and everything. And they're right. We need to eat good food, we need to enjoy great music together. Nobody has to cook, everyone can just enjoy. Even my buddies enjoy this cooking because they get paid for it. <laughs> In fact, each Sunday should be a cause for celebration, a cause for rejoicing. It's a day to set aside, to let loose and give thanks, to renew with God before we get back to that weekly grind. That's what the Sabbath, that's what Sunday is. It's to get us ready for this week when we go out into this world that tells us to be other and different. We don't have to be that way. Today we celebrate the lost are found, even if the lost are among us or inside of us. We've been discovered by the masculine and feminine God. We are God's children together. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to 
First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.